Hey y'all, it's Hi, My Name is Mom. Today we're going to talk about bullying. It's actually National Bullying Prevention Awareness Month. And this topic is something that we've kind of like wrought up a little bit here and there. Kind of got brought up when we were talking about toxic relationships. Yeah. And, um, Jen has some very real experience with this topic. And so we just decided to dig into it a little bit more. Well, a couple of weeks ago, you know, we talked about how demons from our past affected how we parent, how we choose to parent, usually hopefully for the better, you know, things that we've experienced in a negative way, how they shape our journey as moms. There is really nothing that's been more deeply seated for me than bullying. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. I had to look up what is considered bullying. I was looking at this great resource it's called stopbullying.gov. And I really recommend every parent kind of reading it. It's You can really learn a lot in a short amount of time. In fact, you know what? I'm going to read the definition of bullying per their site, okay? Good idea. Bullying is unwanted, aggressive behavior among school-aged children that involves a real or perceived power imbalance. The behavior is repeated or has the potential to be repeated over time. Both kids who are bullied and who bully others may have serious lasting effects. And then it breaks down types of bullying into physical harm, which I I think is what a lot of us really think of when we think of bullying. We think of a big kid pushing a little kid on a playground. Right. But then there's also verbal and social bullying. And the social bullying is really that, you know, making someone feel left out and isolating them, making them feel different. It's more of the mean girls effect. And then we've got this whole like cyber bullying thing. Mm-hmm. And Especially that, now in the age yeah. of social media. Yeah. And uh, I'm so grateful I'm not a kid right now. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of feel like this is obviously school age children and we can handle ourselves a little better as grown-ups, but I would venture to say that like grown-ups get bullied as well. Without a doubt. And moms, I mean, geez, you know, we did a whole episode on the Sanctum Mommies. For me personally, I experienced a tremendous amount of bullying as a kid. Not like physical violence or anything, but it was a lot of isolation. I didn't have friends. I'm not sure I really knew how to be a friend and be supportive of other people. Um, And the isolation sort of led to making me an easy target. You know, I was the oldest kid in my family. And because of that, I should have been this like born leader. You know, I should have been the one to set the cadence for my siblings, but really I was a born follower. I was super uncomfortable in my own skin. If my sister, Brooke, who to this day, she'll tell you she's the cooler of the two of us, and she (laughs) probably is. (laughs) But if she liked Grateful Dead, it's like I had to memorize all the lyrics to the song. You know, it's like I was so uncomfortable in who I was that I had to be someone else. Was that from a pretty young age? It was. I remember it from probably as early as second grade. Second, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grades were the hardest for me. Where our kids are right now. Yeah, exactly. And so those things, kind of like what we've talked about, have truly shaped how I parent my kids and it have made me super aware of bullying and I never want my kids to be bullied or be bullies. You know, it also, maybe in a negative way, kind of makes me too overprotective and too sort of aware of stuff that's not fun. I feel like you're such a confident person now. Was there a turning point? 
there was a turning point. I mean, I probably have spent 20 years in therapy, not just because of bullying, but because of all kinds of things. When I look back, though, all of those things were connected to those formative years in my childhood that I spent being sort of the butt of the joke and, you know, left out of things. And, you know, I would have like a friend and then that friend would be pulled away to someone else. And, and I just, yeah, like there was a, there was a very pivotal moment in my life when things changed for me, truthfully. And that was when I left and went to college. And it was such an interesting thing because maybe it was, you know, my journey into adulthood and, you know, coming into my own and being confident, but I had been accepted into a very prestigious film program that, you know, only maybe 15 people a year accepted into. And I decided I was going to change my hair, change my name, change everything about myself, how I dress, the music I listen to. But it was going to be about what I liked, but I was going to do it kind of my way on my terms. It's interesting. I've often referenced that scene in Runaway Bride. Do you guys know where Julia Roberts, she's like with all these men and in every relationship, she likes different eggs. With one guy, it's poached eggs. Another, it's scrambled. Another, it's fried eggs, eggs Benedict. And she has this scene where she goes in and she cooks all the eggs and she tries all the eggs and she realizes she hates all of them except for this one type. And that was sort of this growth point that I had when I went to college. It was like, how do I like my eggs? Who am I? Anyway, without yes. the influence of anyone else, without yeah. anyone, well, without my parents' influence too, which they were incredible parents and very supportive, and were certainly my advocate, you know, in life. But w- without having someone else sort of helping guide me, that moment where I got to kind of say who I was and what I loved was super freeing for me. You were almost out on that island because you were the oldest. Maybe a little like, bit. You know, yeah. I was very much like very bossy pants. You know, I loved yeah. playing school. I was just, I was the boss. I was you the boss, awesome. and it was yeah. I still am. I mean, you guys. Know no, I'm kind of like a cruise director, you know, totally. I love to organize. I love to be organized anyway. But what about you guys? I mean, I, I know that people talk about having been bullied or, you know, seeing it or witnessing it like as a kid, as an adult, have you guys ever experienced it? Yeah, you know, I think I kind of even spoke out of turn when we were talking about toxic relationships because I kind of mentioned that there's a difference between, you know, teasing and bullying. But Maybe a little bit. Maybe a, a little, little bit. There's a very thin line there. It's a thin line. And, Good-hearted and what, teasing. But when someone's always the yeah. butt of the joke, it's a different... Or just intention, else. you know? Yes. Like, you, kids can tease other kids and it's hurtful, but they don't intend for it to be harmful. That is where I connect with, is mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was bullied until I was an adult because I was yeah. just so happy to be a part of the pack that I didn't realize how badly I was treated at times um, by this pack of friends who I all love. Like, <laughs> I, I still love these girls, but there was a lot of terrible behavior patterns that were happening. The mean um, girl thing is real. The mean girl yeah. thing. I remember one time, I think it was in like fifth grade, um, they, the, the leader of the pack decided that um, you couldn't hang out with us that day unless you knew all the words to the Titanic song, My Heart Will Go On. That was in <laughs> the criteria. Was in, that was the criteria. Wait, how old were you? Because I was in college. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yep, yep. Anyways, so um, you had to sing it. And if you sounded good, you could hang out with them. And if you couldn't, and I thought, oh my gosh, thank God I can sing. Like this, I can hang out with them today. And it sounds so silly, but, and that's just one example. There were several things like that that would happen. And one of my very best friends was bullied severely um, in, in high school with this. And I, ne- I was always like, well, I'm not bullied. I'm not bullied. And then as an adult, she told me, she goes, Kayla, I used to get mad that you would get taken advantage of. She's like, you used to 
tell everybody you would take all of their lunch trays back up front and you would make like 15 trips with everyone's lunch tray. And I'm like, I did. I completely blocked it out that I used to do that. And she's like, I would get so mad at you because you were just like this sweet, nice person that everyone was taking advantage of and it wasn't being reciprocated whatsoever. And so as an adult, I see that now. And, uh, and there's so many like, things that have traumatized me because I was allowing people to do that. And it kind of started to carry on. And as I mentioned in our um, podcast a few weeks ago, it made me have to draw uh, definitive boundaries with adult relationships because I, you know, then I'm just enabling it. If I continue to let people treat me that way, I mean, I can say no, that is a power I hold that I wasn't using. I think I'm, you know, Kayla and I are kind of on the same page where I was definitely teased. I was doing a TV show when I was pretty young and I wanted to be a wallflower. And I think that's really the result of kind of had the attention on me in a sort of a negative way because of that. And so I just wanted to pretend I was someone else. So I even had like a different legal name than professional name. And I'd be like, different person, different person. Oh, that's not me. Like, I would, Oh, you pretended not to be her. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so strange looking back. I always blamed it on just being kind of shy. And, and people are like, you were shy? Like, yeah, I, I kind of was. I mean, I was able to be extroverted as a performer, but I don't know if that's true extroversion. And I kind of grew into being more outgoing. So in 10th grade, we moved out to a suburb and it was just a much calmer environment overall. And I'm sure some of that had to do with how the school was run because I think a lot of what goes on at school starts with the administration, you know, but then I tried out for cheerleading and I was all all of a sudden had a built-in group of friends because of that. And I think I started to come into my own at that time. But, you know, I also remember seeing bullying when I was a kid too, kind of being a bystander. And I even recall this one time in my mind, this is in elementary school. I was probably Radley's age, probably first grade. And there was a heavier set girl and she was all always really mean to a lot of people. And I know that was a defense mechanism. She was teased a ton. And I can distinctly remember us being on a track and them telling everyone to run and she wouldn't run. And I was standing with a bunch of other kids who started like kind of teasing and taunting her and kind of egging me on to do it. And I think I got a sentence out of my mouth and then felt sick to my stomach. And like to this day, when I think of that moment, I feel sick to my stomach because what I wish I could go back and do is not be influenced. Like I, I then like I stepped away from that group. Like I, I realized pretty quickly that's not something that felt good or I wanted to be a part of, but I also didn't intervene. I didn't say anything. I didn't say don't do that. I didn't like try to go to her and sort of like pull her out of the shell that she'd gone into. So that kind of like still haunts me because I wish I had, you know, I wish I had known better. And I feel like well, at now, least you have the self-awareness and the empathy, you know, about that situation that you get to pass on to your kids, you know? So it's, it's and I think, you know, scary. you guys know me now, like, yeah. if, like I will stand for like, <laughs> None of that. Will, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure that that feeling that I had of like, this is so wrong. And you guys know how I am as an adult. I, I really, you know, inclusivity is so important to me. And like you said, if I would, if I were ever to learn that rad or bash were to be teasing another kid, uh, no, absolutely not. And what I hope to teach them is to be the flip side of that which is to be willing to step in and go like, that's not right. Right. I think that's what we all hope, you know. People who are bullied somewhere often have some kind of trigger. And I do know that there were some younger kids that one time in my life, I remember 
being mean to them, like for no reason. And it could have just been, I was in a bad mood. I had a bad day, but you know, they wanted to play and I didn't want to play with them. And I, I just, instead of just letting them down, I was just mean. I was mean. And this girl, she was only two years younger than me. So, you know, there was no age gap there, but much like the steps in AA, I sort of worked those steps for me from a like an emotional standpoint when I was trying to overcome a lot of these demons. And I found her on Facebook. I reached out to her and I was like, I'm going to tell you something that's going to sound strange, but I have this very vivid memory of being incredibly mean to you. And I just, I want to apologize. I want you to know that that's not me. It's not my heart. It's never been who I am. And it's not something that I'm comfortable with. And I just, even if it's not even a blip on your radar, I needed to tell you that I was sorry. And what was interesting is she remembered, but she didn't have the same takeaway that I did. Um, She just wanted to be with like the cool kids, which in and of itself is irony, right? Because I never viewed myself that way. I think something that I've learned in counseling, I actually think this method is still being used to kids, is that we're all giving like a special set of tools in our toolbox with how we handle things. And for me, as a parent, I want to make sure Loxley has the right tools in her toolbox to handle emotions, whether or not she's getting bullied or whether if she has moments of being the bully. I want to make sure that her toolbox has the right tools in it. (laughs) Education and the communication. It's like so many of these things we've talked about with like the birds and the bees. And uh, when we talk to my sister about whether or not your kids are okay in general Mm -hmm. and with COVID and all that stuff, it's like you can get ahead of it so that they can recognize bullying, know that it's wrong, know when it's okay and not okay to step in, know that they can talk to adults about it. Right. While we were talking, like I had a recall of being like pretty intensely cyber bullied when I was a teenager. And I had blocked this out of my brain, I think, because at the time it was so horribly embarrassing to me. And this is to me like thinking of this makes me feel ill because it is a tiny, tiny speck of what our kids could potentially have to deal with. So I was doing the television show. There was like some kind of forum where you could comment on television shows. So it was like tv.com or like tvguide.com or something where like a show that I was doing, you could leave comments and reviews. So all of these reviews started popping up and I was about 15. And let me tell you what, I was the most virginal 15-year-old you've ever met. I barely kissed a boy. And (laughs) someone (laughs) went and left multiple reviews that I had gone to this high school that I didn't go to and that I had a reputation for sleeping around and that I had the nickname Three Finger Corey. (gasps) Oh, that's I didn't even know what it meant, you guys. I didn't even know what it meant. Did you just sort of keep it to yourself or what was your response? I don't remember. I was so embarrassed. I'm sorry. We might have a new nickname for you right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just teasing. Like, And there were other things, too, that they were just 
they were also saying really hateful things about me on a very public space. And then some other weird thing where someone told me that there was like some hotshot lawyer in Atlanta that was blacklisting me in the entertainment industry. Like these, who deals with this stuff when they're 14 or 15 years old? Um, but but that one, I had blocked it out of my mind. I don't think it's always kids, though, that bully either. I know when I was in high school, I had a teacher that bullied me terribly. <gasps> I had a teacher bully too, Kayla. He told me one time. I blocked uh, out a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was a happy kid. I'm a happy person. People know me that I'm a pretty positive person. And she looked at me and I, she said, you know, happiness won't pay your bills, but you might be a good housewife. Wow. Whoa. Like, she was intentionally mean to me and would pick on me. And it was like the only C I've ever had on my report card. And I, it, it's that part. Seems so like you need to track her down on social media and tell her how badly she affected oh, you. Yeah, she was easily in her 50s, maybe early 60s when she was my teacher. Um, she taught chemistry. But I remember being an entrepreneur, starting my own businesses. And the first milestone I hit financially with one of my companies, she popped in my mind. And I just like smiled because it. Happy and successful. (laughs) Yeah. And it just, it just hit me because I feel like um, sometimes, and I know this is a little bit off, but like I'm a weird person and I am an easy target for people to make fun of. Bubbly people can be easy targets too. I've definitely been there. Yeah. And bubbly, like weird, out there, big. Yeah. I'm, I'm big. And I probably act that way because I'm overcompensating for being fun size. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Corey, did you, <laughs> you get it. Yeah. I was going to say, did you, you said you were bullied by a teacher, Corey? Oh my gosh. My third grade teacher, my parents had to intervene. She just treated me so horribly. I also had a, a similar issue with the dance teacher. I had some issues with adults that I really didn't take into consideration when I was thinking about the podcast today. But, you know, that's even more influential on it kids is. because that's who you're supposed to be yeah. looking up to. And, you know, I know to this day, my mom would probably get fired up talking about my third grade teacher and the way that I was treated that year. It's really fascinating to hear both of you tell this story because what started me being a victim was my second grade teacher, Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Kathy Brown. I've actually tried to find her to talk to her about how much of a negative impact she made on me. And here I am 42 year old woman talking about my second grade teacher, but it's because her, the way she dealt with me was so negative and such a blow to my self-esteem. And back then my parents tried to transfer me out of her class, but the principal kept saying, no, no, no. And I was like, you know what? You're as a parent, you are your child's sole educational advocate in life, right? And my mom and dad learned that and they drilled it into me. They were like, we wish that we had put our foot down and said, nope, mover. And they didn't. And, you know, it, it obviously made me stronger, but it made a humongous impact on me as a child. And it's really interesting to kind of hear other people have experiences with bad teachers because overall, I think teachers are amazing human beings. So it's kind of shocking to me, actually, that all three of us have had such a negative experience with one at such a young age. Yeah. With my kids, I can remember Radley, you know, when, when kids are learning to wave Mm -hmm. and if someone wouldn't wave back at him, my heart would would break. Crushed. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't even imagine like someone hurting my babies. And Jen, I know you have Mm -hmm. dealt with this in a real way with your kids. Well, honestly, only recently 
have I experienced real bullying with one of my kids? I've seen a lot of maybe exclusive behavior, right? And even with my own children, which I have to correct, where it's like, we're having a sign language club and you can only join if you're this age, or we're having an art club and you can only join if you can read. It's like, just embrace everyone, let everyone join, Ava. And then if you need to read something to him, you know, it's like, I'm trying to teach them how to be you know, includers instead of excluders. And it's a, it's a, it's a daily battle with kids, no matter who they are. But I swear I had this experience with Ava that really like gutted me because I drop my kids off every day. I pick them up and drop them off. That's just my thing. I was bullied on the school bus. I refused to let my kids ride a bus. So I was in the pickup line And I picked Ava up and she got in the car and she, I could just tell she was super dejected. And she had had this great outfit on, her nails were all like blue sparkle. And she had gone to school with this necklace that was, I don't know if you guys know this, the twisty pets. Do you know what twisty pets are? No. They're these crystal little tiny animals that kind of pop apart to make a length of a necklace bead. And you can like pop them together to make like a necklace or it's the kind of thing that in 20 years, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, you saved all her twisty pets. It's Aww. that, it's, they're so neat, right? <laughs> they're all these different colors and like, anyway, she's kind of at the old age now for them, but she loves playing with them with Evie. And so she had had them on as a necklace and worked to school. And I was really proud of her because I'm like, that's baller. Like you just, you look cool. You're like just rocking it. You don't care what anyone thinks. Right. So she gets in the car after school and markedly absent is her twisty pets necklace. And I'm like, Oh, interesting. And so I was like, what's going on? How was your day? She was like, well, not so great mom. I was like, okay, what's wrong? She's like, well, there's this kid, mom, his name's Neil, or maybe that's not his name. I don't know. He's in Mrs. W's class or maybe he's not. I don't know. But he made fun of my Twisty Pets necklace. We were at lunch and he pointed at it and started laughing and made other people laugh. And I was just feeling awful because everyone was laughing at me. And so I was like, mm, I was gutted to hear girl. that. You know, I'm like, here's my, my, my baby. She's like barely living, right? So it's just, you want her to be a kid as long as she possibly can. And the thing that she was doing is still so kid-like. And she's still in elementary school. She should still be embracing her all of that and innocence and her confidence. Heart, all of it, right? Yeah. It was really difficult for me because this was the first time I was faced with something, a time where it was like, okay, what do I say? You know, and I'll never forget your friend, Collins Foster, mm-hmm. right? Yep. When she said, it's okay to pause. It's okay to pause and say, I want to talk to you about this, but I need to collect my thoughts, right? Such good advice. But in that moment, I really didn't think I could pause because I felt like me pausing was going to show a lack of certainty and a lack of confidence to her. So I really wasn't sure what I could say because she's so smart and special and she's such a fighter. She's been through so much medically. It's like the last thing she needs is some little twerp, you know, stealing her sparkle, as we Mm -hmm. like to say. Yeah. So I kind of looked at her and I was like, okay, so what did you say? And she said, well, I didn't say anything. And I said, well, how did that make you feel? And she just kind of shrugged her shoulders. And I thought, this is one of those moments, right? This is one of those moments where it's a teachable moment. And either I can kind of dive in and like really kind of go all in and tell her what I think and how to handle it. And she should give him a piece of her mind. By the way, my favorite comment when someone gives you unsolicited advice is I didn't ask for your opinion. So I tell my kids all the time, like that's just, you throw it back in their face, right? They kind of screw that up. Or say, thank you for your feedback. Exactly. Exactly. I'm recording a podcast. I need you out. Sorry, bullying my children right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> he keeps opening the door and Adrian's picking up the voice. Anyway, so I will say she seemed not as bothered by it after that. Like after she got it off her chest, she kind of jumped onto something else, wasn't paying a lot of attention to it. But all night I am stewing over it. I'm like, do I call the teacher? Do I try to figure out who he is and see if I can reach out to his parent? Like, what do I do? How involved do I get? Because to me, elementary school is for being involved in teaching your kids, you know, to have this skill set to be able to handle problems. And middle school is about stepping back and taking your hands off and allowing them to do it themselves. Yeah. So I thought about this all freaking night long, right? And I went on social media. I like posted, I'm like, what would you do? How would you do it? You know, blah, 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 blah. So Adrian and I talked about it a lot. And I was sort of stressing and struggling about what to say to Ava. And the next morning we were pulling into school and I was like, I feel like I got to give her, you know, I got to give her a line, a good parting line. Like, what can I say? And I saw her take something from her book bag and I looked back in the rearview mirror and she's putting on her twisty pets necklace. And I went, are, are you wearing that again? Like you're actually wearing that necklace again, aren't you? And she looked at me and she smiled and she shook her head. And she goes, yep. And I added more and I went, she is oh, B.A. I was like, that's my girl. Yeah. Like, that's the confidence. I didn't that, say anything. Yes. It's like, that's the yeah. confidence that I didn't have. And maybe it's because yeah. I'm pretty open with them about my struggles and the things that I've gone through. I don't know. But maybe she just has more confidence as a kid. But I was so proud of her. For you me, have to give yourself credit for that, though. Well, you, I do. You, I pat myself on the back. A lot, a lot of therapy, a lot of money spent for my <laughs> emotional toolbox. Pass <laughs> it on to my children. Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. So totally. I will say, um, you know, the whole like stereotype of the guy that still wears their letter jackets, like oh, yeah. the guy, but bully, but then they're still like living in the mom's basement, eating lasagna, wearing their letterman jacket, <laughs> like <laughs> that whole stereotypical bully. Like what I was saying about, I'm really passionate about this toolbox thing. They were just never given the skills to know how to handle their emotions. And, and like you said, Corey, it is a defense thing. Like a lot of bullies, they do it out of defense, insecurities, um, maybe struggles in their home life or, or whatnot. So I was bully on the bus as well. Jen. Actually, that, yeah, Brad had an issue last year where there was a kid who was grabbing him by the neck multiple times on the bus. Yeah, buses, buses are crazy. I had one friend that we just teased each other. So I wouldn't say it's bullying. We, he just picked on me. The worst he ever did was he, uh, he trapped me in his like big winter jacket and farted. And then I was like, <laughs> well, do you remember that whole thing that they used to teach us when we were little that thank God we're not teaching our daughters, which is boys tease you because they like you? Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Mm -mm. Horrible. Okay, so this other guy that bullied me really bad, like he would say mean, awful things to me that I blocked out a lot of them, but it made me cry several times. I ran into him five years ago at a bar in my hometown and he comes up to me and he's like, Kayla Gardner, well, how are you doing? And I'm like, hi. And he's like, oh, it's so good to see you. And I said, yeah, I can't say the same. And he goes, oh, and he goes, that's awful to hear. And he's like, why? And I said, you were one of the meanest people to me ever in my childhood. And his face went like broke. He and didn't he goes, know. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I haven't seen you in 13, 14 years. And that's the first thing you, you say to me and I was like I hope you're doing well but I mean it's like it's not like I've missed not seeing you and I just kind of <laughs> joked about it and I was at my cousin's bachelorette party and he just immediately he said 
I had no idea. I'm so sorry. And he goes, clearly the universe um, has worked its cards out for you because I'm still stuck here, which there's nothing wrong with my hometown at all. But he was just saying more in relation that he's in the same place, hasn't really (laughs) moved on. And it just, it's so funny that um, just having that moment come full circle, it was, it was a huge moment for me that I, this guy didn't, wasn't not on my radar, like whatsoever, all these years later that played such a monumental part of my childhood of like hurting me um, and making fun of me. It, It was a funny little Well, you know, the speaking of full circle, you know, the Toby Keith song, How Do You Like Me Now? It's like that. It's like the kids in high school that get bullied and the ones that you are like, meh, leave them out. Those are the ones you got to watch in 20 years. I love that rocket. I love the saying, uh, be nice to the dorks because they'll be your boss someday. Yes, absolutely (laughs) true. There's a part of me that wants my, you know, like my baby girl to have the confidence of like the quote unquote alpha. But I feel like that is also because I just never had that confidence. I remember standing on the outside of clicks being just petrified to try to insert myself and have any kind of. So I was kind of like, I I wish I was less of a, a follower. Like as an adult, I definitely, you know. I have definitely overcome that, but it's like you with Ava, where you hope you can instill that in your kids when they're much younger. And I feel like, you know, there's also kids who just are different for other reasons and just deal with bullying on such another level. I just drill into Radley, who's old enough to understand it. If you're different, that's amazing. Like he kind of like started to really kind of like recoil because there was a gentleman working in Walmart who didn't have an arm. He had a stump where his um, elbow was. And I was like, Rad, check this out. Cause he was, he kind of like fist bumped me, you know, <laughs> with his arm. And it wasn't like an opportunity for Rad to be like, oh my God, it's so cool. And we saw someone with like a prosthetic leg recently. He's like, whoa. And I was like, how cool is that? You know? And I feel like I want him to be a kid who's like, who doesn't shy away from something because it's different. Cause I don't yeah. think it's always to be mean. It's just something different can be intimidating. Even. Uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. And so like, that's true of all differences, introducing our children to differences and letting them know that that is what makes people beautiful is their differences because those kids that feel so different are LGBTQ kids from a young age who might feel different and then get bullied because they're different. And those are the kids that I want to teach my kid to be like, you can have the greatest friendships because it's not all about all the crap that doesn't matter. Right. And at that age, it's so hard to know that. One of the things I was thinking about, because none of this is really the physical bullying that can be pretty intense yeah, um, and scares me, you know? Um, Dare I say maybe that's because we're girls. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I, I don't know if it's different for, for boys and girls growing up, like in terms yeah. of physical, in your face kind of. Well, that's where I kind of wonder, you know, I think you're definitely taught to combat bullying with words and don't get physical. But I also feel like if someone was like beating on my kid, I would want them to stand up for themselves, too. I don't know really where you draw that line. And Uh, I would actually love it. We have a a thing with our kids like you don't hit first. But if someone hits you, you have our permission to knock them out like you hit them back. I'm sorry. Like if you protect yourself at any cost, because there are too many stories of kids that are kind of like a little bit like 
shrinking violets and like, they're like, no, I'm not going to, you know, and then they get beat up. So I'm like, if someone puts a fist on you, you hit them back. So it happened with Charlie the other day, this kid hit him and like knocked him down and then punched him. Charlie punched him back and it was kind of dumb. It was just a neighborhood, neighborhood scuffle. It was all fine. Then that kid comes walking down our street, carrying like an airsoft rifle. And Adrian walked outside and he was like, I'm sorry. No. What are you doing? No. And he was like, oh, it's not real. And Adrian's like, why do you have it? And he goes, it's just for display. And I was like, right there, that's where I was like. Mm. Line cross. Because see, Adrian yeah. and I often have different ways of dealing with things. And with Ava being bullied, my go-to was to go to social media, see if anyone knew who this kid was and like be the mama bear and protect my daughter at all costs. Adrian is much more laid back. He's like, let's email the teacher. Let's see if she heard anything about it, blah, 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 blah. But when that happened, Adrian was like, oh, hell no. That's where in five years, you're going to get your ass arrested. Yeah. Because like, uh-uh. So talking about being a mama bear, I will say I fear for the kid that messes with my child. Um, so my dogs were my babies before. Lots your dogs of- that you didn't know were dogs. <laughs> News to me. So um, about five years ago in my old neighborhood, my neighbor's dog attacked my dog and bit her on the butt. And I was so mad about it that they wouldn't take responsibility. I called the Metro. I called the Humane Society. And I called Fox 17 News. And I blasted these neighbors on the news. They got taken to court because their dog attacked my dog. And there's a whole backstory behind it. So maybe just for entertainment, I'll share the news link. But I mean, that's my dog. So if you mess with my child. Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine being the bully who's confronted by your husband. Oh, my word. Yeah, that. Whoa. Can you imagine? Why is a scary dude when? He- yeah, well, I mean, if he's protecting his baby girl, I just can't mm-hmm. even fathom yeah. what that kind of throat punch would look like. Oh, like. <laughs> Because, okay, I will say that like on more than one occasion, I've had to tell John to dial back because he can come across as a bully sometimes. And I have to be like, hey, knock it off. And then I'll be like, oh, and I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> he's a he's a, a reformed bully. Yeah, but he married me. <laughs> no, that's why I said on it. Loxley's going to be very well balanced. Well, what are those signs to look out for? Because I think that that's what concerns me. I mean, the closest I've come to feeling like Radley had any issue is really more just because he was like a little bit of a pushover where he was so upset because the kid at his little preschool said that, you know, the leaves he picked up on the playground, he couldn't take back inside. And he was so upset. And I'm like, we don't have to listen to them. We don't have to listen to another kid. You know, but he's such a sensitive kid and he is very inclusive and he just has a really sweet heart. And so I want to make sure sure that I nurture that sensitive side of him while also making sure that he's willing to stand up for himself. And I know, obviously, if there's physical bullying going on, you know, there might be outward signs. But I feel like any change in behavior, you know, I I got concerned because he was having some accidents and he's getting ready to go back to school. And I thought, like, what if he has an accident at school? And that's that's kind of like remedied itself. I think it was very stress induced. But I just thought, like, oh, my God, my heart broke thinking about him getting teased at school. And I was just thinking, I hope Adam Sandler's there. And he's like, I'll pee my <laughs> pants. Pee on his pants. But like, aside from like really making sure we're communicating about what bullying is, that it's not okay. Like, what do, what do we think those signs are? I would say there are obvious 
obvious ones, right? Like when your kid comes home and they have like torn clothing or really like excessively dirty clothing. I had my beautiful pink coat trashed by a bully the very first day I wore it. Mm-hmm. One of my only times on the bus, I will tell you. So if you see something like that, right? Or if somebody is like isolated, if they're alone or, I mean, the obvious ones are like someone who comes home with like unexplained cuts or bruises or things yeah. like that. Um, if you see your kid avoiding certain houses or certain pathways or like when they bike, if they specifically stay away from certain kids and they're not talking to you about things like that. And this can be a million things, but like even like immediate emotional changes in your child or mental changes where they were a really good student, really interested in art. All of a sudden they're not at all interested in art. Maybe someone's been bullying them about their talent or, you know, they stop paying attention in math class. Their like grades go down. They're just, I've heard like wetting the bed, like a lot of incontinence, you know, like inability to sleep, mental fatigue, exhaustion, just stuff like that. There's so many little things you can kind of pay attention to that, you know, Charlie has a lot of these. It kind of, so I, I talked to him about bullying a lot because he, he always has a stomach ache or like a headache. There's always something. I pay really close attention to when he's telling me some things bothering him because it's usually well, not it. Yeah. But being in tune with your kids, I think would probably make you, you know, when you have like an infant, like, you know, you have with Loxley and you know their temperature changes by a few degrees. And as a mama bear, you're like, that's not normal. Like you, you were just so in tune. I think if you can stay in tune like that, then you would know immediately if his stomach ache was from something else, if you're paying that close of attention. I honestly don't know a lot about the signs, but I think the best thing we can do is find sources like the stopbullying.gov and educate ourselves as much as possible on it. I also think there's a lot of um, entertainment that's been put out there. I haven't seen the 13 reasons, but I know a lot of people say to watch that. And also when you were talking about the physical stuff, I feel like our generations are getting better about it. Because when you think about all the movies from the 80s and 90s with the high schoolers, like bullying and giving like- Oh, it was so over the top. That's super true. Yeah. You know, like we like we are becoming better humans. As we're, a society, we're becoming better all around. Yeah. We have been for 50 years. Yeah. It's I love transition. that. When you look back on television shows even that that we grew up on, yes. things we would be considered Well, things would be considered completely inappropriate. Now. Oh, completely. Yeah. Did y'all see last year how University of Tennessee there was a kid that didn't have enough money to wear spirit wear to school on the day that they had like a spirit wear day. So he had an orange shirt on and he took a white piece of paper and he drew a U.T. logo on his shirt and he safety pinned it to his shirt. And he got bullied up one side and down the other for being poor. And UT took his design and put it on a t-shirt. I so not, not only is it synonymous with you know, anti-bullying, but you know, it's also this just like great reminder to all of us. Look him a good package. Exactly. There's a movie called Bully. Did you guys see that? Mm-mm. It came out a few years ago and Ty and I went to a screening um, here in Nashville and some of the kids in the movie spoke and man, it just rips your heart out. And then it also makes your heart so happy to see those kids be able to tell their story and see the audience just embrace the bravery to tell those stories and think what that means to that kid and those kids in the movie and what it means to other kids who see what happened to that kid here 
in Tennessee and who see, you know, the kids in that movie. And I just feel like the more we can like make that message snowball, Mm -hmm. the better. And that is part of part of shining a light on all of these social issues that we have um, Mm -hmm. so potently. It's changing the way we parent and it's going to change the way our kids grow up and then the way they parent. So hopefully it's just recycling out the hate. Yeah. And like pay forward nuggets of like knowledge and and kindness. And yes, cycling out the hate. That's awesome. What about, we touched on this a little bit, but if your kid is the bully, because like we were talking about, sometimes that's because they're getting bullied. Maybe they're being abused at home. I had this uh, thing happen when I was um, at like a bouncy house. And, you know, there's always instances on a playground where there's one kid playing a little rougher or like one kid will be like building something and another just continues to knock them over or whatever. And typically I'll just try to get my kid to start like, just like distract and go, go a different direction. But there was a kid there that rather was playing with and I just noticed the kid having some aggressive behavior and I started to feel annoyed at the mom because I was like who lets their kid act like that right and the mom came over and she confided in me that she was having such a hard time because no matter what she did her kid had some aggressive behavior that she couldn't really get to change and she said you know when when he's at home and it's just me and him he's like he grabs things harder and he pushes things and he he's destructive and this uh, it broke my heart for this mom that my immediate reaction was to kind of place blame on her and when she opened up everything changed for me the way Eva I even felt about this kid where i was kind of like okay, I'm going to let them play and I'm going to talk to this mom who, you know, how hard is it to be the mom whose kid is, if something's going on, your kid was the instigator. And sometimes those are strictly behavioral and sometimes there's something deeper going on. Like we've discussed, whatever the case, as a parent, uh, we've, we've all said like, oh, we would kick our kids' butts. Right. But also that is its own thing that has to be dealt with with care as well, because from what I was reading, kids who do bully, that can lead to some really destructive behavior later in life. And obviously you want to prevent that and try to turn it around. The heartbreak of being that parent has to be just so difficult. I honestly can't. I can't imagine it because, you know, we're all like one child's decision away from being that woman right? Like we don't control our kids' actions. We just give them the tools to make, you know, good decisions. But my heart would break for someone like that. Like seeing that, it would be so difficult. I can't even, I can't even imagine being in that position. You know, one of the kids that I grew up with in school, he didn't necessarily bully me, but he bullied everybody else. I mean, he probably was a jerk to me at some point, but um, he was just a jerk. And he's married now with three kids and is like the sweetest guy. And his <laughs> are the sweetest people. And it's so crazy that I'm curious, former bullies, if there was ever a switch that they were like, man, I like what has changed? And is yeah. he realizing that? And is he is he teaching his kids different things? And so if there's a listener that knows they were a bully in their childhood, I'd love to hear overcome that. that. I would I would love like completely judgment free. Yeah. I'd love to know what was the turning point for you that you realized that there needed to be a 
switch. I actually saw this great video on stopbullying.gov, which I think is a great resource to send people, especially because like it being prevention month right now and awareness, like what a great time to take the opportunity is making me want to go talk to Rad about this right now. I saw this video that's on their homepage right now and kids are probably more likely to be a bystander to bullying than anything. And, you know, if you're not intervening or maybe you're accidentally reinforcing because you don't want to be, you don't don't want to be bullied. You don't want to be bullied. But this video was talking about how there's a difference between being a bystander and being an upstander is the term they used where you say something, you try to diffuse the issue with humor, you get an adult and that that kind of intervention is so effective in stopping and preventing bullying. And that's without like going in and throwing a punch. There are some techniques that it talks about that kids can use and be taught where you can maybe be a force of positive change, which I think is really that's awesome. a great piece of advice. I would say just in light of giving our listeners some resources, stompoutbullying.org is a really great one as well. You have a lot of good conversation starters, you know, how to talk to your kids about bullying instead of just saying, have you ever been bullied? It's ideas for how to jumpstart the conversation so that you can say, hey, you know, I've heard a lot about this kind of bullying going on in the news. Have you ever seen any kids that have been teased really hard? You know, they, they just give you good conversation starters. I think it's a really good place to, to go as well. That's great. I mean, I, yeah. you know, like we say time and time again, we're in no way experts and all mm-hmm. we really have to go on is our own experiences so and the, the reading that we've done personally. Personally. And so with topics like this, we really also lean heavily on our listeners um, who might be trained professionally or might just be a parent or a person who has a different level of experience than we do. So, man, I mean, wouldn't you guys really love input from yes. our listeners, not just for us personally, but for other listeners who have gone through their own? I just feel like this is where like community can really be so effective in, in affecting change and, um, you know, helping all of our kids just have good experiences. Well, I think that that was better for me than 20 years of therapy. So (laughs) thank you for letting me vent. And I'm so glad that we got to talk about this today because honestly, I didn't realize how much of it I still wanted to kind of suss out. And it's so good to get other people's perspectives in general. Well, just from a perspective of someone who knows you, I mean, if someone who goes through that, what you went through as a kid can become the woman you are now, Oh, that's true because I view you as one of the most confident, capable people that I know, not just in your personal life, but in your professional life as well. Um, You take no shit, but you're also very kind. And you're raising your kids to be that way. So however that went down, I hate that you went through it. But man, I think you're a perfect example of being able to overcome that and then help instill something in your kids. It's like passing on the, the hurt without the hurt part, you know? Yeah. I do think if all of that in my childhood was to get my kids to where they can handle a situation like Ava did, then it was all worth it. It was all worth it. It's interesting to hear all of our stories because you and Kayla are two of the most incredible women I know, obviously. And I had no idea that you guys had had any kind of bullying in your background at all. We were, uh, we were, from- we were repressing it apparently. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, and this time when I was bullied and this time and, and this time. <laughs> you guys first so brought good. this topic. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. You're like, I don't have much to add, but I'll be on. <laughs> you know what? I, I think a lot of times for me moving on, I, I've blocked out a lot of negative things that were just... You've compartmentalized. Yeah. 
Yeah. We, I think we probably all do that. Yeah, I think so. But probably good to help those little, you know, wounds from the past heal. I feel better about that nickname I was given than, you know. That's terrible, Corey. That is, that is. (laughs) Corey, oh my God. Uh, Hell, I mean, oh my God. That's awful. That is terrible. terrible. It's so gross, but it's also, it's humor. Like you can't make that up. That's terrible. Oh, we're totally not putting this part on the podcast because I'm <laughs> laughing at your name. But <laughs> Next week, we're going to have our friend Cassie Wicks on. She's just got a really cool story. She's had a really interesting journey as a mom, and she's now pregnant with a baby boy. And she and her husband have gone through some male fertility issues, which does you know, not get as, discussed enough. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and they've been so open in such an amazing way. Plus, she's just a really cool person. So make sure you tune in next week for that. Okay, and then coming up later in the month, we have an episode on how to know when your family is complete, which escapes all of us, clearly. We don't know when our own families are complete. Don't ask me. (laughs) And then we're going to talk about being a mom boss, and I don't just mean being the boss in your own home. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you come and follow us at Hi, My Name is Mom Official, and uh, we'll see you next week. Hear you next week? No, you'll hear us next week? (laughs) Anyway, have a great day. Bye, guys. Your name is Mom.